the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem, and we're stuck with one another for the next couple of hours. However, if you have a car question or a car problem, now's really the time to uh, grab a hold of your phone and give us a call, 602-508-0960. It's, always early. it's easier to get in early than it is in the second hour, which usually fills up pretty doggone fast. But this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. Transmission overhauls are not the same, and not every car needs an overhaul. In fact, Bob at Quality Transmission says about one out of every four, one out of every five, and sometimes they go a month or two, one out of every seven, eight, or nine, or ten. So with electronic transmissions, Bob says that it's important to verify that the input is correct and the output is correct when you're looking at the computer. So if the computer sees a speed of 40 miles an hour, the computer looks at a chart and says, oh, I should be in third gear, and then it puts you in third gear. But if the computer doesn't ever see speed, then the computer may not shift you to second gear, and it may be something with the speedometer. So those are the kinds of things that really good transmission shops do. What they don't do is they don't end up doing struts and shocks and all kinds of other repair. They kind of stick with where they're really, really good, and that's why Quality Transmission in Tempe is one of my favorite shops. So if you need a transmission shop, he'll talk to you for free, and they'll drive your car for free, and they'll duplicate the problem for free. They'll do all that kind of stuff. They aren't going to diagnose your car specifically, or they're not going to repair it for free, but they'll do everything else. So, quality transmission there on McClintock, north of University in Tempe. Before you start calling in, I'm going to admit that I ran out of gas last week on a motorcycle ride. Okay? I'm done. I ran out of gas. It's not my fault I ran out of gas. And those those husbands that have been married as long as I have, you'll understand this. Now, the wives, eh. But the reason I didn't stop for gas is because my wife didn't tell me to stop for gas. That's my excuse. That's all there is to it. When she tells me to do something, I do it. And she didn't tell me to do it. So I think we were about eight miles east of Kingman on the I-40 when the old motorcycle coughed a couple of times and we hit the side of the road. Um, Yeah, I took a little bit of grief. That's okay. I'm a tough guy, but but I want you to know it's not my fault. It's my wife's fault for not telling me to stop for gas in Seligman or Williams or wherever. All righty. Hector, good morning to you, buddy. How can I help you this morning? How you doing, Mark? Good, good. Okay. I have. Um, I bought my wife a 2007 Honda Pilot, and um, I kid you not, a week after the warranty expired, 
Um, I usually do all my work on my own cards, but I'm not really big on diagnostics. I'm more of okay. like a ball pun guy. Um, I, the code came on for all the spark plugs, so I guess it was misfiring somewhere, but for every single one of them. I took it to a generic little AutoZone place, and when I was going to take it to, honestly, your shop to go get it checked out, the check engine light came off. So I had called, and they said not to come back, wait till it comes back on. Um, about a month later, it came back again, um, but before, the, it was it, within 24 hours, it was gone. But the generic code said it was all the um, all the, the cylinders, or some, it was misfiring. Um, Cylinder and, contribution. That, I don't know it, what that means. <laughs> no, what, what, what it's doing is, it's, it's as each cylinder fires, um, there's the little speed up of the engine, and the crankshaft sensor or the camshaft sensor tells it that. So you you, you know that there's no way all the spark plugs went bad, right? Yeah, that's true. Okay, okay. So go ahead. Now, um, they said, I, I guess I was told by a mechanic friend of mine that it's, it's something normal with the Honda Pilot to where the valves have to be manually adjusted. Um, I just needed to know, is it something serious I should try to get done right away or have it checked, it checked out or... Do I just wait until the check engine light comes on again and call my butt to a shop to get a diagnostic, a thorough diagnostic done? Well, it, yeah, I, I think it's in, not knowing what it is. If if we're, I don't know anything about this valve uh, repair for a uh, an an all cylinder contribution or an all cylinder misfire code. I I don't I'm not aware of that and I've been wrong before and I could be wrong now but I'm not aware of that and and I frankly don't um understand how how a valve adjustment's going to fix a cylinder misfire uh, across the board. It a valve adjustment if the valve is too tight or too loose there are specific symptoms that include backfiring either through the intake manifold or through the exhaust and you haven't said a word about that. And so I'm not I'm not sure that valve adjustment is what I'd do. I, I'd wait till the light came on, and then I'd, I'd take it in. But if you have all the cylinders and, and you've got a cylinder misfire on all of them, I would think that it would be the ignition module or the crankshaft sensor that's, that's the intermittent. Because you're driving down the road, and the computer is monitoring the RPM of the engine, then all of a sudden, poof, yeah, everything's gone. And then, poof, everything comes back. And yeah. the computer goes, oh, we had a, oh, let me see here, we had 16 cylinders misfire, so divided by four, divided by six, or divided by eight. Okay, well, I'm going to put a misfire code on each one of those, but really, the computer just doesn't understand. Guessing is a bad deal on, on this. This is not, this is not where you, let's put spark plugs in it, oh, that didn't do it, let's do wires, that didn't do it, let's just the valves. Yeah. Cause, but, but in reality, I think what you're going to find is, that someone's going to ask you to wait till it gets worse and easier to find. Okay. Because the fact that the light goes out means that it goes through drive cycles and it doesn't see that problem again, so the computers are self-erasing its memory. Oh. So this is a very, very intermittent problem. Um, on the other hand, let me ask you this. If somebody said to you, hey, Hector, the crankshaft sensor and, and the diagnosis and the installation is like 300 bucks, and according to all my research, that's really going to be uh, a good, the best guess. So here's here's your options, Hector. We can either do a $300 guess, and you have to understand we're guessing with your money, not mine. And but I feel like that we're going to be in the 60 to 70 percent success rate, or we can simply wait till it gets worse and easier to find. However, Hector, the real the real home run is when it quits running and doesn't restart ever, and then the diagnosis is cut in half because then it's easy to diagnose what failed. 
So you have three choices. You can wait till it gets worse. You can wait till it dies and doesn't start. Or we can make a guess. And my advice to you is, is let's just wait until it gets worse. Okay. I will definitely listen to you because all your advice has always been on, on point. So. Well, thank and, you very much for that. Thank you. Oh, and by the way, tell your wife, because this is what I do with my wife, it's her beauty that distracts me when I'm driving, and that's why I forget things. <laughs> her beauty distracts you. Well, I can't use that, Hector, because she has a helmet on. And, oh, okay. and 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 you know and her fingernails are dug into my the side of me and 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 her screams are so distracting and well, and so okay. it's just it's 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 not a good thing it's it's her fault though Hector I'm glad you agree because I, I'm I'm gonna knock knock on the window hey honey it's Hector one Renee zero or Mark one Renee zero so thank you very much for that Hector I appreciate Have it. Have a good one. All right. All right. Bye. Same to you, buddy. All right. And Jeremy, who have we got next? Derek, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hey, I've got a uh, 2003 Kia uh, Sedona minivan. Okay. And I was going to work, and uh, one morning I started kind of chuggling and missing. Okay. And then uh, finally about 10 miles in, completely died. I got it back home. I got no fuel. I've got fuel pressure, but zero spark. So I'm wondering where you you, you know, that's a wonderful thing to hear something like that. I want to, I want to compliment you. You, 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 you just told everything in a short period of time. Um, you didn't guess, and uh, this is easy. If you have fuel pressure, the reason why it's not running is because the injectors are cycled by the same electronics that the spark is cycled by. So if you have no spark, then you have no injector pulse, which means we have no spray. So you have diagnosed this as good as anybody I've seen in a long time. So the question now becomes, is it the crankshaft sensor that talks to the ignition module, or is it the ignition module that's bad, and it's only going to be those two, or in a 1 out of 10 chance, it's going to be the connection between the computer monitoring and the RPM. So if the computer sees no RPM, it sees no reason to cycle the injectors or to provide spark. So in in your particular case, um, if you wanted to guess, I'd guess with the cheapest component of the two, the ignition module or the crankshaft sensor, and I'd follow the directions exactly on the crankshaft sensor. Another thing you can do is, is get down there with a wooden hammer handle, Find the crankshaft sensor, tap it a couple of times, have the wife crank it, tap it a couple of times, have the wife crank it, and then, or I put some cold water on it, and then I put some hot water on it, and if you can get that thing to start, Derek, then uh-huh. you and I have diagnosed the crankshaft sensor. Nice. <laughs> That's all you got to do, but, but it's great that you knew that you had fuel pressure, because that answers the fuel delivery situation, and and I know the electronics from from the engine, uh, the crankshaft sensor is going to control both spark and injector pulse width, not fuel flow or supply, but injector pulse width. How, what's the spray like? You you understand an idle? It sounds like this. It goes. Then when your wife's driving and her foot's on the floor, it sounds like a fire hose. Okay, so that's the difference. All righty. Okay, so I'm going to start with the. Uh, I'm going to start by trying the cam or the crank sensor, the cam sensor. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going to have you do the crank sensor because okay, I'd have to look sensor. it up to see if your Sedona has a a cam sensor. Sometimes they have 
only a crank sensor, and sometimes they have a crank and a cam sensor. The crank sensor tells it where number one is at, so the computer knows to count one eight four three six five seven two. The cam sensor tells the computer where the cam shaft's at. So the computer needs to know where number one is, and then it, it needs to know how many cylinders there are, and, and, and that is all provided in the software. Okay. All righty, Derek. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. And yeah, no problem. It's not very often I get good symptoms like that. It makes me look like I know what I'm talking about. 602-508-0960. Jeremy says in my ear, they just don't know the truth. Is my wife in there with you, Jeremy? No, she's Jeremy? not. No, she's not. Okay. Are, are you just, just talking uh, just me and you right now? Yeah, yeah, just talking me and you. So she's not in there aggravating me? No, she, I think you're clear right now. Okay, no, all right. This if you were to say something. <laughs> Jeremy, do you remember last week when we were in the radio studio and uh, we had the dogs? I, I do, yes. <laughs> it is still a, a, a huge concern in my family about where the stench came from. And there was Alan, my son, me, and two dogs. And um, and both me and Alan are pointing at the dogs, and the girls are saying that's craziness. But um, it really you had to have been there to, to to experience. So I'm I'm quite sure that Alan and I are on the right track. Nevertheless, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. When we come back, we'll take your call. Hi, I'm Mark Walters, host of Armed American Radio. As freedom-loving Americans, I don't have to remind you that our Second Amendment rights are under withering attack. With the help of the mainstream media, the Obama administration is demonizing you. For the truth about your right to keep and bear arms, make sure to tune in to me, Mark Walters, on Armed American Radio, heard right here every week. Armed American Radio, every Sunday from 10 to midnight, on your home for intelligent talk, 960 The Patriot. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified, we have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May. And I wrote this message. This is Andy Stankowitz, head coach of Grand Canyon University, inviting you to join the voice of the Lopes, Michael Potter, for another exciting season of Lopes baseball. That's right, Andy, and your Lopes sit in second place in the Western Athletic Conference with an 11-3 record going into a very important road series with Utah Valley. So join me Friday and Saturday at 445 and Sunday at 1045 for the Antelope Warm-Up Show. The Lopes and the Wolverines on our sister station, Family Values Radio 1010. You won't want to miss a moment of the action. Go Lopes.
Kids Dental Center is a pediatric dentistry and orthodontic center for kids, teens, and special needs located in Chandler. Their pediatric dental team uses every means to provide your child with the highest quality of dental treatment, and they do so in a gentle, efficient, and knowledgeable manner. They are certified pediatric dentists with over 30 years of combined experience who love what they do. Call 480-782-5437 or log on to kidsdentalcenter.com. That's 480-782-5437. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right, um, do, do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay, tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. <laughs> the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and I'm here for the next couple hours talking about car and car repair. Steve's on the line, and the lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. Let me tell you about Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing real quick. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa is the only Mesa shop on my list. I I would never suggest that it's the only good shop in Mesa. I'm just telling you it's the only shop that can pass the filtering system that I use before I let a shop be on the list of the best for our car repair shops. It just has to do with time in the seats and time in the saddle. It has to do with knowing right from wrong. It has to do with that more than anything else. Brian and Thelma have been in Mesa. Their family's been in Mesa since 1970. They have ASE certified technicians. They work on domestic and foreign, the RVs and cars and trucks. And they're on Main Street just east of Stapley. So Main Street just east of Stapley on the south side of the road. If you don't have a repair shop, may I suggest that that's where you go. Jeremy, Jeremy, I want you to speak to me. Do you have any idea how much a gas can costs from a service station that's a long way from help? I thought you could just give them, like, your license and they'll let you borrow it. Now, that doesn't work anymore? (laughs) No, no, it's... it's a little bitty gas can about the size of a coffee, a Folgers coffee thing for $18.91 and after what? you get tax. <laughs> and and I, I'm telling you, I was floored, but I was grateful. I was grateful because one of the, we were traveling with Jim and Linda and Jim and Linda went ahead and got a, bought a can and brought us back some gas. Not before taking lots of pictures of me. Um, and many of them can't be published because I was doing nasty things with my fingers. 
and that ensures that they'll never see the light in Facebook. Did that make sense? Yes, very smart. <laughs> but anyway, all right, well, let's go to Steve. Steve, thank you for holding. How can I help you today? Yeah, I have a uh, friend with a car he just bought. It's a 89 Toyota hatchback, I guess kind of a little stretch in the back, but he said uh, the left front, I thought it was the right, but it was the left front tire wobbled loose when he got the tires replaced the other day. Okay. And and so after he had the tires replaced, then after he left the shop, one of them fell off or wobbled? No, he just said he, there was a little wobble, so he just wondered what was up, as, you know, control okay. rods or few joints, what it might be. Okay. Okay, well, if it's an 89, um, it still could have strut suspension on the front. But the easiest thing to do is just put a floor jack underneath the center of the car and unload that wheel and get it off the ground. It doesn't have to be off the ground more than a couple inches. Uh, oh, you know, just enough to get your fingers on, uh, kind of near the bottom. I don't want you to put your fingers at 6 o'clock on the tire. I want you to put them at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock so if the jack falls, then it doesn't smash your hand. But you're basically going to take the top of the tire and the bottom of the tire and you're going to wiggle it. It could be wheel bearings. It could be lower ball joint. It could be the upper strut mount. So it's going to be one of those three. Now, it could also be the lower control arm bushings because we have this Y looking or this triangle that comes out to the lower ball joint. And the triangle, the wide part of the triangle is up, and those are those bushings that allow that arm to go up and down. It's called a control arm. So. The control arm has three components. It has bushings on two of the sides, and then it has a ball joint on the third side. So you're going to find it, and there's also going to be related tire wear. So if the ball joint's bad, then the inside of the old tires wore like crazy. If the bushings are bad, then it's probably the inside of the of the uh, tire inside edge of the tire wore like crazy. If it's a tie rod end, it could be any portion of the tire. And if it's the upper strut mount, that's probably going to wear the outside edge of the tire. So what the old tires look like would be kind of important if you're going to diagnose that kind of problem. But we start with just wiggling it, and then we and then we just look to see where the play's at. And then you fix the play. If you want something to compare it to, the reason why I want you to jack it up in the middle is so you can do the other side as well. So in a comparison point of view, you could grab the passenger side tire, top and bottom, and shake it and feel just a little bit of a chook, chook, chook. But then you grab the driver's side, and you wiggle it, and it goes like two inches one way, two inches the other. And then you go, okay, bingo. And then you can look and see where the play is on the driver's side versus the passenger side. And make sure he uses jack stands when he's got the car up in the air. But that's how we diagnose it. And most shops would give you a quick look at the front end on that car. If they didn't do it for free, I doubt if the bill would be more than about 25 bucks. So, okay, um, uh, that, is there any danger to driving the vehicle in the meantime? That, I can't answer that, Steve, because I don't know what's what's mad, what's wrong with it. If the ball joint itself has got a tremendous amount of play, then the answer is yes. If the ball joint can come loose, it's going to that tire is going to collapse on the ground. The car is going to turn really hard left. The driver won't have any control of it whatsoever, and it's going to destroy a bunch of the metal underneath the car. So, but on the other hand, if it's the bushings that are bad, then typically they don't go bad and cause that kind of a calamity. Typically, they get 
to where they knock so loud that the driver finally gives up and has them replaced. The upper bushings the same way. It'll knock and make a lot of noise for a very long time, and if you ignore it until it actually comes apart, then you deserve whatever happens to it. So the lower ball joints, the one I'm, and the wheel bearing, those are the two I'm most worried about. Alrighty. Okay, thank you, sir. You betcha. You betcha. Uh, play in left front wheel. Got to write that down so I know what we're talking about. Jeremy, who's next? We got John. John, good morning to you. How can I help you? Yeah, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I've got a, a perplexing problem with headlights. Okay. I've got a 97 Super Station Wagon um, Legacy, and all I've got is uh, passenger side high beam. <clears throat> the uh, low beams are as dim as the parking light. Okay. All right. And, uh, are the headlights square? Well, they are, yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and it's the same headlight, uh, or do you have four headlights or two headlights? Uh, two. Okay. All right. Um, have you done any work on it, or do you have an idea what might be wrong, or is that your question? Well, well initially I had a high beam go out on the, on the driver's side, so I changed the bulb, and it didn't, didn't cure it. And then, uh, then I had... Uh, Within a few days, I had the low beams go dim like that. Okay. And um, Art's house said, well, change, try changing the connectors on the back. So I got a connector loom kit. No, that's not it. I didn't think so. But anyway, yeah. so I tried it, and it didn't do anything. I okay, well, it, and, it, and then they went on for a while. Okay, well, it's this is kind of easy because this is we have to perform a volt drop test. And that's something that all of us know how to do, and we can do it with our eyes closed. But basically, you're going to check the voltage in the ground to the headlights, and one of them is deficient, and it's probably going to be the ground. So in your particular case, the repair or the diagnosis would probably be less than 50 bucks. But you could also have a high beam dimmer switch that's bad. Um, and you, but if the, the fact that the lights work but they're dim tells me the fuse is fine. And um, and I'm up against a break, so I'm going to put you on hold, and I'm going to give this some more thought. But we know the fuses are fine because you do have high beam and low beam is the intensity that we're working on. And the intensity on the low beam typically has to do with the ground. And when we have a yellow low beam or a yellow high beam, it's because the bulb doesn't have the ground. Your Your big square lights have three connections on the back. One of them is power to the high beam, one of them is a power to the low beam, and the other one is the ground. You could take a little wire with an alligator clip and go to the negative side of the cable and touch the ground one, and if the lights went white and bright, then I'm right, then you have a ground problem. I wouldn't chase the ground problem. I'd just install a new ground, and that's all I would do. Just circumvent that and just install a new ground. We'll be back in just a few minutes right after news, weather, and sports. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. 
If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest trail. I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Ranger Station, Ranger speaking. Hi. I'd like to report a bear hug. Uh, okay. Well, before I left my campsite, I was putting out my fire, and out of nowhere, Smokey Bear showed up and hugged me? So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. He likes it when people correctly put out their campfires. He's pretty big on wildfire prevention. He's just letting you know you did good. With a uh, hug. He's a hugger. I just got a bear hug from Smokey Bear. (laughs) Status update! All right, I'm going to let you go now. I've got uh, a lot of uh, ranger stuff to do. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here helping you with your car questions and car problems. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. we got John on the line, but we're going to tell you about Larry Harker's Auto Repair. One of the biggest compliments one shop can pay the other is, is to hire the shop. And it's not uncommon for us to do that. It, it would be rather 
pretentious of me to tell you that I can fix every car ever made because I can't. There's going to be guys that do a better job than I do in certain areas of the car. So if you need interior work, we don't do that. Larry Harker's Auto Repairs at 38th Avenue and Indian School and lots of shops in a geographical area all around him send him their diagnostic work. And here's why. It's because their customers are best served by having the very best guy do it. So if you live anywhere near 38th Avenue and Indian School, Larry Harker's has been around. He's been around since 1967. So they do foreign, domestic. They do auto electrical, brake work, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance. They handle all areas of auto repair, both foreign and domestic vehicles. But when it comes to tracking down the bug that's really driving you crazy, Larry Harker's is the place to go. Again, that's 38th Avenue and Indian School. Great place since 1967. Okay, John, on your... Uh, on your Subaru. I'm going to do this kind of slow, but I'm going to explain to you how I would test it. I would use a digital voltometer, and I would pull the plug, and I would turn the, the, the high beams on. And then I would determine which one of the three wires is the ground, and I would de determine that by using my digital voltometer. So I would clip the negative to the battery negative, and I'd take the power, and as I went around the plug, I'm going to have one of them that's going to power up. That's going to be the low beam or the high beam. And the other one's going to power up, but the third one's not going to do anything. And I'm going to know that that's the ground. So then I'm going to go do a volt drop test, and I'm going to move my clip from the negative side of the cable, negative side of the battery cable, to that terminal. And from there, I'm going to check power to the other two terminals of the three that you've got on your headlights. And then I'm going to do what we really call a volt drop test, and I'm going to see how much we're losing between the battery negative and the negative provided by the headlights, and I'm quite sure we're going to figure it out then. So am I going to go in and look for a, a bad connection on a ground strap on a 1989 or 1997 Subaru? No, I'm not. I'm just going to put a new one in. So I'm going to grab a hold of that ground wire at one headlight, which hopscotches to the other one or comes from the other one, and I'm just going to run a sheet metal screw into the fender, and I'm going to take my little scotch pad on my air grinder, and I'm going to grind a little bit of the paint off and I, in a place that no one's going to see, and I'm just going to put a new ground in there. And I'm going to make sure that the negative side of the battery goes to the engine block. There should be a ground from the negative side of the battery to the fender. There should be a ground from the fender to the firewall. There should be a ground from the firewall to the radiator support, because we have to have all that stuff grounded. So sometimes we hopscotch the grounds, and sometimes we just run a ground to each one of them. But I'm quite sure that your problem is is you have a bad ground. Thank you very much, John. Uh, let me tell you real quick about a, a, a guy writes me a note, and he says that he takes his car in, and, and it has a check engine light on it. And um, they do some work on his check engine light, and at the end of the day, it doesn't fix the problem. And then they tell him it needs $2,200 worth of valve job. And and when we talk, he, he's asking me if, if that sounds reasonable. And, and folks, look at it from my point of view. I, I'm only getting his side of the story. So, and he only, he knows, he only knows what he's been told by the shop. And, and so when I ask him questions like, which cylinder did they say the valve was a problem? Well, this is at number three, okay? Did they say what's the matter with it? Well, they said the valve w was staying open. And I said, well, okay, 
do you have a backfire? And he goes, no. And I said, do you know what a backfire is? Yes, I do. So you don't have a backfire through the tailpipe or underneath the hood at all. No, pow, pow, pow when you're driving it and accelerate. No, no, I don't. Well, see, you can't have a valve that's open if it's staying open, and you can't ha you can't possibly drive the motor without having it backfire because as the explosion occurs, the in if the intake valve is open, then it's going to explode through the intake and into the air cleaner, and you're going to hear that. And if the exhaust valve is held open, then it's going to blow up, and that explosion is going to go into the exhaust system. Sometimes it'll blow your muffler clean off your car. So the, these are the kinds of things. And then the $2,200, he didn't know what that included. And, and I want you to get a detailed estimate. You're not asking the shop for anything that they don't already have. In order for them to give you an estimate, he has to look up the labor to remove and replace one or two heads. He has to look up the labor to replace two or three or four valves. He has to have a gasket kit, the oil, the filter, the coolant. Um, he has to have the machine shop services. He has to have some number in there to resurface the heads. He has to have his number in there to, re to wash the heads. Um, and he may paint the heads to put them back on. So he already has all that number. So the question is, is specifically, what does $2,200 cover? And the problem is, is that we have an, an intermittent miss that happens at idle that goes away above idle and that intermittent miss after they put spark plugs and a bunch of other stuff in it didn't fix it first of all I wish I could get away with that I had another guy send me an email and he took a Jaguar into a, a repair shop and and he had a problem with the Jaguar and he said that they did $1,800 worth of fuel pumps, and at the end of the day, he still had the problem, and they said, well, we need to do further diagnosis. I can't, I don't get away with that. Gallagher believes Marco Rubio has one thing the other GOP candidates do not. There's a warmth factor to Marco Rubio. There is an endearing, warm, fuzzy, sort of likable factor that perhaps good and decent men like Rand Paul and Ted Cruz lack. I mean, they're all smart as whips. But they're not particularly relatable in terms of the warmth level, the approachability. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekday mornings at 6, right before Dennis Prager at 9, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhaul transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality Transmission Service, getting you back on the road. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. 
Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, Yoni TD, often known as Yoni the Blogger, returns in his role as the Prime Minister of Israel to explain what Israel must do for its survival and prosperity. Do not miss this important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. I'm sorry for that glitch. That was my fault. Um, I didn't retrain our connection and appropriately, and so it dropped us. But the gist of what I was talking about was this. It's okay to ask the shop if this is a guess or a fix. If your suggested repair or your suggested money spending or your suggested amount, is that a fix or a guess? And then the next question is, is if it's a guess, whose money are we guessing with, yours or mine? That's okay to ask. I wish I could sell $1,800 worth of fuel pumps to someone and then feel like it's okay to call you back and say, "Um, that didn't do it. We need further diagnosis. Do you is, do you see that? Can you feel with me how objectionable that is? I mean, that is so self-serving. And the real issue is, is that when when you talk to somebody who, and you have a drivability problem, and they talk about spark plugs and fuel, then what that tells me is, is they haven't spent enough time on the car, and they don't know whether the problem is in the spark or fuel delivery system. You see, folks, there's only three things we need to run your car, compression, and compression is either there or it's not. If it's not, the car's not going to run. So compression doesn't come and go. So we have compression, then we have spark and fuel, and then we have to have the appropriate timing. When your fuel system goes down, you die. Your car dies. And, And when your spark system goes down, your car doesn't start either. 
But when you have a drivability problem, we have to determine if it's fuel-related, fuel supply-related, fuel pressure-related, or if it's an electrical with respect to spark or the timing or the distributor or the cap or the rotor or the coils or the spark plug wires. All that stuff has to be analyzed. And we have the equipment necessary to diagnose that without guessing. That's my point. We don't. We don't. Now there are times that we guess, and it sounds like this, Mrs. Jones. I can't get your car to act up, but I've worked on your car for about the last 20 years, and I can tell you your car has an inherent problem with a component called a pickup assembly. And that pickup assembly and the labor to install it runs about 100, 150 dollars. Now, Mrs. Jones, if I were to replace that, I would say that my odds are better than average, better than half, that I'm going to fix your intermittent styling and stalling problem. So, therefore, I want to tell you, I I would suggest you entertain the idea of spending 100. Let me I'll be specific here, 141.50, to replace the pickup assembly. But I want you to know that I'm guessing with your money. I'm not guessing with my money, Mrs. Jones. I'm guessing with your money. The other option is wait till it gets worse and easier to find. But you only have two options: guess or wait. So there, I've given you both options, Mrs. Jones. Tell me what you decide you want to do. Okay. That's kind of what it is. So that's what a guess sounds like. A guess doesn't sound like I'm going to spend fourteen, eighteen hundred dollars of your money and replace both fuel pumps underneath your Jaguar seat, and then uh, if that doesn't fix it, I'll call you back. <laughs> Come on, who does that? Forty-seven minutes after the hour. Let me tell you about Kurt's Auto Repair. Kurt's Auto Repair. If he guesses, he tells you. And 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 you know, in relationship to the car count, that's maybe once a week. So your chances are one in about a hundred that we're going to call you and say we one of the options is to get. And typically that's an intermittent problem, and it's one that we're well aware of and that we fixed many times before. And it may have one or two possibilities. So we're going to guess with the cheapest one first. So that's what it's all about. Kurtz Autos was the winner of the 2000 feet, 2015 Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. I was at the dinner. I was proud that Kurt is one of my shops, and I'm proud to tell you that he works on gas and diesel. He's at I-17 in Bell Road, the northeast corner. Kurt's a good guy. His family's a good guy. His employees are good people. They know right from wrong, and you just couldn't find a better shop in the area of I-17 in Bell than Kurt's Auto Repair. Terry, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning, Terry? Yes, good morning. Good morning. I, have a, I have a 1990 Chevrolet 4x4 four four with a 350 V8. Okay. I, I'm a, a winter visitor, so I'm heading back to Wisconsin soon. Now, this old truck, I don't hardly drive it more than 900 miles a year anymore. But a few years back, it started puffing a little blue smoke when you started up in the morning. Yes. So I took it to a shop, and they put replaced all the bell seals in it. Okay. Well, then about a month after that happened... It just started smoking like crazy. Um, it uses a quart of oil every 500 miles now. Uh, you drive it on, you drive it at a stoplight, sit there and idle, go to take off, at least a big puff of blue smoke. Um, okay. It runs I got you. great. It, it uh, doesn't miss, runs great, doesn't fall out a plug. Well, not yet. <laughs> you can't go through a quart every 500 miles. And, and, and you're going to file a plug sooner or later. Um, you could find which cylinder it is by pulling one side and then the other, and you're going to see the spark plug that's consuming oil. Um, you, you, this truck had O-ring uh, valve seals on right. it. Right, and I had, I had cup O-ring uh, seals put on it. So 
Those are called umbrellas. Is that what you put on there? Umbrella yeah, seals? Umbrella seals, okay. yeah. All right. All right. So the real question is, is where's the oil coming from? And that's what has to ha Someone has to diagnose that. Um, maybe one side of the head, the returns are plugged, so the head is filling up with the head. The valve cover is filling up with oil, which floods the seals, which also allows the PCV valve to suck oil out of the full valve cover. When all we really need to do is pop the valve cover off and clean out the return holes, so as oil is pumped into the valve cover, it can return to the bottom of the motor. Um, if you have spark only, if you have only one dirty spark plug, then you probably broke a ring, or you probably are, you know, drawing a whole lot of oil through that valve. The valve seals is a is a band-aid, and if the seal if the seal itself can't control the oil because there's so much wear between the valve stem and the valve guide, then no no amount of seals is going to fix that. So my suggestion would be this. Let's first figure out where the oil is coming from. Let's figure out what cylinder is involved. Let's do a wet-dry compression test to see if we broke a ring. Let's see if, we, if we're pulling through the valves. Let's make sure that we are, are not filling up one side or the other of the valve cover with a whole bunch of oil. Let's do all of that. And everything I just mentioned is $125 or less. So the checking it out would be easy, and I'm talking about our industry as in, in, in general. I'm picking the middle because I usually say 75 to 125, but I think what I just described is probably in the middle of that, so that's the reason why I'm using 125, 100 to 125. Now, so I, I got one other question with this truck. In between that time, it developed a, uh, a leak in the back of the intake manifold, uh, a water leak. So okay. The intake manifold was pulled off and, and new seals were put on and put back on. Could that have caused any of that problem? Well, yes, it can, um, because if the gasket isn't put back on right, it's going to suck the bottom from the bottom of the intake gasket is right there by the valley underneath the intake manifold, and there's oil there. So if you don't get those intake gaskets right, then it's going to – but here's the, here's the bad news and the good news at the same time. If it's an intake gasket – that's kind of an easy diagnosis because it's only going to be affected to one cylinder. Now I want to ask you a question. On this runner that the gasket has failed, we are going to create a vacuum on the rest of the engine, inside the rest of the engine. So if I were to take and take a, a cork and stick it in the PCV valve grommet, and I were to put a vacuum gauge on the dipstick tube, if the intake gasket is bad, I'm going to see a vacuum on the dipstick tube. Otherwise, it's like somebody connected a vacuum cleaner to the inside of the engine. I'm going to see a, I'm going to see a sucking going on. Well, if the intake gasket was just done, that means somebody made an honest mistake because we've done that as well. <laughs> so I'm not going to beat up the shop, but I, certainly it would be it would be okay if you went back to the shop and said to them, shortly after you did the intake. Um, I started consuming a tremendous amount of oil. Would you please double-check to make sure that that gasket is still where it needs to be? That would be a nice way to ask. So that possibly be, could, could be the problem and not the valve seals. A absolutely, and especially if it's localized to one spark plug. Okay. 
or a pair of spark plugs because we can actually we can lose the gasket on the bottom of two intake runners, but they're going to be Siamese cylinders, so it's going to be two cylinders side by side. So it's going to be one and three, three or five, and five and seven, or two and four, four and six, and six and eight. It's going to be two cylinders or one cylinder, but we first have to pull the spark plugs to find out which cylinder is drinking all that oil, and then yeah, that's okay. where your investigation starts. It would basically be quite an easy fix just to replace them. You know, if, if that was a problem, just to pull the intake off and reseal the intake and put new gaskets on. It's not a on a one to ten scale uh, on difficulty. That's really only a five or a six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's not. It's not that. It's. It's, it's probably hard the first time. You're pulling the heads and doing a valve job on it. Um. Yeah. I don't blame them for doing valve seals. I think I think the valve seals um, is successful and, and slows the rate of oil consumption um, 99 times out of 100. Um, I, I'm not I'm not saying that's that was a bad decision. I, I'm saying we need to eliminate the intake gasket before we go to step two, yeah. and we need to diagnose what's drinking the oil, and then once we know what's drinking the oil, we'll know whose fault it is if it's anybody's fault. Mm-hmm. So, all righty. All right. Uh, thank all you right. very much, Mark. All right. Help. Good luck to you. Thank you very much, Terry. Hey, Tom, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? I have a Lexus RX 300, the original 1999. Uh, we're winter residents. We're leaving Wednesday. How do you prepare the car to be garaged for eight months? I got your answer, buddy, buddy. <laughs> um, you're going to take it out and uh, take the wife shopping or head up to Anthem or you know, go to Wickenburg. I want you to put some miles on it, maybe 15 one way, 15 back. I want you to pull into a quick loop facility, and I want you to have them change the oil and air up all the tires to the maximum inflation written on the side of the tire. Um, I check all your fluids, but I want to store the car with fresh oil and filter. Then from there, I want you to drive it to the gas station, and I want you to fill it all the way up with gas. I don't want you to stuff the tank, just one click, two clicks, that's all. all Then I want you to take and put it in your garage, roll up the windows really, really tight. If you want to disconnect the battery, fine. You don't have to disconnect the battery. Roll up the windows good and tight. Hide the keys inside the house really well so if they break into your house, they can't steal the car. And it will it will store like that for six to eight months with no problems whatsoever. But I want fresh oil and fresh gas in it. What about the tires? The tires at 35 pounds. I want them at 35 pounds because the door sticker is going to give you a, an inflation for a couple of butts in the car, not as fully loaded, and I don't want the tires squatting for five or six months. I want the tires sitting up tall, and I don't want any flat spots on the tires. We don't typically have tires, flat spots on tires nowadays because nylon tires had flat spots, and we don't have nylon in that same arena that we used to have in the 60s and 70s. But I'm still feeling better. Well, I'll put it to you just straight. That's what I do on my show cars. That's what I do on my hot rods. I inflate the tires to the maximum inflation. It it make it stresses the tire less, and um, and then if there's a slow leak, I'm not going to sit on a flat tire for all that time. I'm going to have a little extra air pressure. And then when you get it, when you come back, if you want, go from 35, which is the maximum on the tire, and you can drop down to 32 or 28, whatever the sticker says, and that's okay, too. Okay, very good. All right, thank you very much. When we come back, we're going to take more calls, and you're welcome to join us. Um, it's 57 minutes after the hour. I'm going to take a break here at 58.50, call it 59, and then we're going to be back at about four minutes after the top of the hour. 
So we're about five, six, seven minutes away from uh, the, you know, the second half of the show. The lines are wide open, and Jeremy's asleep. So if you call right now, 602-508-0960, Jeremy will take your name, and then at that point you can set the phone down and just kind of keep an eye on the clock, and at about four minutes after the 11 o'clock, then just come back to the phone. And, and as soon as we get done with what we need to do, then we'll uh, take your call. So that number again is 602-508-0960. Um, <laughs> I want to tell you, too, when we come back, if we have time, about a Suzuki that was purchased from a used car lot and ended up with a bad motor and how that turned out. It actually turned out pretty good for the lady who bought the Suzuki. Um, and there was some twists and turns that created a really unusual situation, but um, I'll share that with you. And uh, I think under the best of conditions, you might learn something from it, and it really has to do with just making sure that the contract says what it says. We'll be back right after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 